Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. So welcome back to the Revitalize Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin and Danielle Presso. It's great to be back here with all of you for episode 14 after taking our summer vacation. (laughs) It is good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. We took a little bit of a break over the summertime and we're really excited to get this podcast back going as we hope to encourage you in your spiritual, your physical, and your mental, emotional well-being. So that's really been the heart behind this podcast. And so... We're going to be kind of shifting gears a little bit, aren't we, Danielle, with the podcast? Yeah, we're on a whole new uh, kick and uh, this whole new plan of what we're doing. And uh, do you want me to go into that? Or do well, yeah, so what we've been doing in the past, we've had different guests coming in, mm-hmm. either talking about physical wellness or emotional, mental wellness or spiritual wellness. And we will probably still do that from time to time. But we wanted this uh, revitalized to be a little bit more personal as we're on a journey And so we want to kind of document the journey here on the podcast, again, maybe to encourage other people who might be on similar journeys or what you can learn from our journey. So, Yeah, so just to go into a little bit of detail as to what we're doing and where we're going, on one of the earlier podcasts uh, towards the summer um, was my sharing of how my physical health has been and of course my whole journey both of our journey and I don't I think probably everybody's journey has overlap in these areas of physical emotional and spiritual well-being but uh, the one that we had done on my physical health uh, really uh, detailed so many differences in my life and so many ways that I'm much more physically able and physically fit than I once was, uh, going from a, a, a spot where I couldn't even, you know, vacuum or bring up the, you know, clothes from the laundry room to the point where, yeah, I can do a lot of physical things. I can, right. you huge know, huge improvement, huge improvement. And, and the pain is, is a completely different story. I don't have the kind of pain that I once did. And there's a variety of reasons. And yep. we've talked about that on previous uh, podcasts. But uh, the one thing that I kind of dropped the last time, because I think one of the questions was, and so how's your health now? And it was like uh, so much better in terms of functionality. But one disappointment was, but I have a sort of recent diagnosis with type 2 diabetes. Right. And so... And you've been on kind of the pre-diabetic watch for a while. Yes. It's been kind of that, let's keep an eye on it, but as you've been improving changing what we've been eating, exercising more, we're hoping to see that kind of turn around. And even, I I think there were improvements previously as well in terms of diet and exercise, and that may have helped to, you know, hold things off for some time, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, around December of last year, um, the sugars really got out of whack, and it was going from that, you know, pre-COVID kind of watching to post-COVID or or during the, you know, more the end of COVID where it was like, yeah, you finally went and got the test and it's like, no, it's a little off the chart. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we decided to do, so we have signed up for a new 90-day course slash challenge uh, not to do a diet. 
Because that's that the goal is to just through strength of willpower to just hanker down and completely change how we eat. It's not about changing our diet or going on a diet, but it's about re-evaluating and looking at our relationship with food mm-hmm. and the types of food we eat and why we eat those foods and hoping to come out of the other side of this 90-day challenge with a new relationship of food, mm-hmm. right? Did I explain that kind of correctly? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and actually, it, it, it sort of came about. So I, so I think what we're trying to do is kind of document the journey. Right. Be... Um, <laughs> have have our journey on display. Yep. And it kind of brings that accountability Absolutely. and yeah. um also steps into the idea that um no, do we have it all together? Of course we don't. And are we, you know, on a journey? Of course we are. Right. And do these different areas play a role that like I mean emotionally Mm-hmm. I was really upset to find out how off my sugars went and then later down the road to find out that, you know, I needed to double the medication that I started on. Right. There's emotional stuff that comes with it, right? Absolutely. There's spiritual stuff that comes with it, you know, believing in healing, believing yeah. for God mm-hmm. in healing, but at the same time, the results on, you know, on the little prick of the, <laughs> of the blood, the little blood test that doesn't lie, right? And so all these areas where, and how it all kind of fits in together, um, I think are, is a big part of it. And so it, it really fits in what we've been going through and it hits something right in the center right. of dealing with it and working through it. In a holistic way, and when I say holistic, I don't mean like something out there that, you know, I I mean in those three ways, how they all kind of fit together and how in a, in a practical way we can do our part Mm -hmm. and walk through the reality of, of, you know, this diagnosis and this journey. Yeah. And, And I think for both of us, and then it's trusting in that process, right? As we look again to our physical health then how does that have an impact on the emotional mm-hmm. health? How does that have an impact on our spiritual and our walk with Christ? And again, because these things, as we've been discussing over the last year in this podcast, is just how intertwined mm-hmm. those things are. So so we signed up for this program. Now, just kind of in way of disclaimer, uh, we are not promoters of this, podca- of this uh, program. We're not sponsoring. We're not sponsored by them. Or in any kind of way, we get no kickback from them, but we will talk about the program that we are doing. right? So the program is called Wild Fit. Right? And so it literally showed up as Danielle was doing some research on you know, type 2 diabetes and how diet really has an impact on, on our organs, on how we, our bodies process sugar and, and all of these different things. And so she did some research on it, signed up for this program. And, and so now we've done, we've wrapped up the, the teaching of week one. And what was fascinating, I thought, in week one, so, you know, Danielle kind of comes up to me, hey, we started, I've started this new, you know, health program, and it's going to change how we eat. Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, absolutely, because I'm on my journey as well. But I'm like, oh, my goodness, how crazy is this going to get? And what am I going to have to give up and stop eating and gold cold turkey, like every other diet I've ever tried? Right. So week one here was radically different. Yeah, like we are not eating anything and we're watching all our calories and oh my gosh, it's just been shocking, hasn't it? Yeah, that's nothing what we've been doing. (laughs) It's the most bizarre thing. I've never 
done anything like this before. No. Yeah, there's no counting of calories. None. There's no, like, going on a diet. Right. If anything, right now, it's like, it's the opposite. Right. As we, so we've wrapped up week one, and the whole purpose of week one was to not give up anything. In fact, what he actually even encourages is if you have started through just sheer willpower to give up some things, less poutine, less candy, less chocolate, less pizza, those type of things, he actually encouraged you to reintroduce bring it. it back. <laughs> <laughs> because he's focusing on not on the diet, not on necessarily the physical, even though he talks a lot about the physical, it's the mental it's the emotional connection that we have with food. Mm-hmm. And it plays a huge part. Right. Right. In our processes and our decision making when it comes to what food we stuff into our faces. Right. So how did you find that kind of going through this first week? Well, looking it, at the emotional side of eating. Interesting. Um, and as you know, um, but others don't know, I, I did a one week uh, journey with this same guy, and it was called Breaking Up with Sugar. Something like, with sugar, something yeah. like that. Right. And I thought, what a great idea. I want to break up with sugar. And so um, it was kind of a super fast, one week, you know, showing you that you can live without, you know, processed sugar, but also teaching you that you don't you know, you don't realize how my, how many of your foods that really don't need sugar in them have sugar. Right. Because then it makes you want to come back for more. Well, and the ingredient isn't just sugar uh-huh. written on the list of ingredients. There's all these other chemicals. Well, there's 60 <laughs> names. 60. 60. Six zero. <laughs> for sugar. So anyways, we didn't get there in this in this 90-day yeah, uh, the... challenge. Yeah. But that's a little bit of my, like I did it a couple weeks ago. And so went through a lot of the what am I feeling? What am mm. I thinking? How am I convincing myself that it's okay to have this food right. that it's bad to have that food and and just paying attention to the inner dialogue mm-hmm. and it's fascinating because he he talks about like your 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 food devil and your food angel that's right and yeah. it's like i'm like well there you go yeah. and you know that picture right the little devil and the little angel sitting on your shoulder like old looney tune cartoons right. or things like that right so, so i mean it does have a spiritual side to it <laughs> <laughs> it really does it really does no but i mean truly like as a christian mm-hmm. you know i can i can take that mindset and look at it how many times when the enemy would tell you something sure and you have thoughts in your mind that yeah. are not your own thoughts that are you know like yeah. functional towards this other thing that you've kind of given up control to the enemy mm-hmm. and it's like to right. me i can see the parallel of mm-hmm. taking back yeah. control that the enemy has And handing it over to Christ. I've seen food actually over time as being just that. Because for me, it was an idol. Right. You know? Is it still an idol? Mm, Could still be some idly parts to it. (laughs) Small, small I, lowercase I. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, this week, maybe I'll ask you, how did you respond to, you know, this idea of what are the emotions? Because, I mean, it breaks it down into... You know, when you when you first convince yourself that you're going to eat it. Right. And then when you make that decision, yes, I'm going to eat it. And then when you actually eat it 
and then how it feels and tastes when you eat it, and then like 20 or 30 minutes later, then after how do you feel? It. Yeah, so it's really looking at how you feel. So mm-hmm. what's the emotion that's driving the desire to eat something, and what emotion are you hoping that that's going to meet? And then how do you feel when you first start eating it? Mm-hmm. How do you feel after you've had a lot of it, and then how do you feel 30 minutes later, So right? what's that so, process been for you? Well, and that was an interesting thing to, to, to think about this past week, because I have, this past year, been working on my diet through sheer will, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I started January of 2022 uh, wanting to give up gluten and dairy, mm-hmm. you know, to experiment with that. And not just wanting, you did it. Well, and I did it. For a time. For a time. I, I got through, because I started mid-January, so I got through mid-January, all of February, and I got all the way to the end of March mm-hmm. before I introduced anything. Mm-hmm. And then at someone's birthday party, it was like, well, it's my birthday, how come you're not eating this? And so I <laughs> ate it. There's your emotional response mm-hmm. right there. Someone making you feel guilty that, that you're not eating their birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, but I, I, I'm not eating gluten because I may have a gluten intolerance. But the emotion of seeing someone upset that you're not eating their cake, mm-hmm. that's crazy when you think of it. Yeah. And that's the power of the emotion with food. Mm-hmm. And so I ate the cake, and how sick was I for the next three days? Mm-hmm. Because I had given up gluten for three months, almost three months, and then introduced it in with two pieces of cake. <laughs> Overload. Overload. <laughs> and I was sick. And that's how fast the difference is. But that really reminded me of the power of the emotion of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've shared this before in sermons. I've shared this before in other leadership coaching that I've done with uh, other pastors is I know I have idols. Like, and, and a lot of times it's been either uh, money or food. And they flip-flop back and forth. If I have a really, really bad day, get yourself a chocolate bar on the way home. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that all the time. But back in my computer consulting days, mm-hmm. if I had a bad day, grab some junk food on the way home and eat it on the train ride home mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better. Right? And that's what I would do. Or if I had a really great day, my client was super satisfied and my church thinks that sermon really knocked it out of the park, get some junk food on the way home. Stop by... <laughs> a fast food restaurant, grab some junk on the way home. Emotional responses to food. So I'm eating the same junk food if I feel good or if I feel bad. In other words, I'm always eating the same junk food. And it's interesting because one of the things we were told to look for is, are there certain foods for certain emotions? Exactly. Yeah. And there could be. It might not be just the same food for, yep. you know, positive or negative emotions. It could be right. that, you know, if if you, like, well, let's speak for ourselves. Can you think of a food that you tie to a certain emotion. Cookies. Cookies to what? Uh, just feeling comfort. Mm-hmm. Cookies is a comfort food for me. Yeah. So it just feels like home. It is just, it? Is it mama loves me? Yeah, well, exactly. It's going home to visit my mom, and uh, she's got the kitty cat cookie jar in the corner. <laughs> and if you've ever been to my mom's house, you know exactly what cookie jar I'm talking about. There's this white little kitten in the corner of their counter. Their counter. And what's the first thing I do when I walk into that home? You check. You lift up I the kitty. I lift up the kitty's head to see how, what kind of cookies are in that cookie jar. Now, Mom, if you're listening, you've been pretty slack. And that <laughs> cookie jar has been empty on the last few visits. Uh, but it's home. Yeah. Cookies are, are home. Yep. Cookies feel comfortable. Cookies feel like Mom loves me. Mom's taking care of me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Strong emotional connection. Right. And it's interesting because it goes all the way back to childhood. Yep. And yet it's it's still that comfort. Exactly. Feel. And so mm-hmm. I go to church on Sunday morning. 
Libby cookies. Libby cookies. <laughs> you know, there's a lady in our church named Libby who, who makes homemade cookies. And she knows I don't like raisins. And so they're special cookies for me with no Aww. raisins. Spoiled rotten. But oh it's comfort. My goodness, it's that's home. Sweet, eh? <laughs> it's home. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It makes it feel like home. Yeah. And, and that's a powerhouse emotion. Mm-hmm. So that I'll wolf through a bag of cookies. Yeah. Desperate for that feeling of acceptance, mm-hmm. of uh, comfort, of you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. You can rest here. You're at home here. And to pull in the spiritual again, isn't it interesting how, you know, everything that Jesus says that he can be for us? That's right. Yeah. But we circumvent that. Yeah. And we go and find it where we functionally received it as children. Right. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, not only, I, I look at this journey not only as I want to reverse, I do, I want to reverse my diabetes. Mm-hmm. But I also... And that's, that's what we're hoping for. That's the ultimate goal I of hope doing so. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also um, want to take away from the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, control that I didn't even know he had. Right. And really turn to Jesus for mm-hmm. my comfort. Right. The one that I found, actually, um, as we were doing one of the videos and listening... Um, what kind of emotions are with what kind of food? So right. if I'm going to, you know, chow down on a bag of chips, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it can be outside of this, but when I think of the emotional, it's um, maybe you're going out for the night or you're away on vacation. Right. You know, not vacation, but like work or whatever. You're away. Exactly. Yeah, I'm traveling somewhere. So, you know, and then especially when the kids were younger and they were a lot of hard work. Yeah. So it's like, I need to make sure, I needed to make sure mm. that if you were going to be away. Yes. And the ki- while the kids were young. Yeah. That I had enough, you know, snacks in the house. That would satisfy me right. for that amount of time while you were away. Yeah. Like, I remember That's that true. clearly. Yeah. yeah. Most of your binging mm-hmm. on junk food would mm-hmm. happen on times when I'm not home. Right. And, yeah. and I mean, that's powerful. That's yeah. like, and so loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. And feeling like everything's on my shoulders. Right. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need to unwind. Yeah. You know, like those were the kind of emotions that I most often had mm-hmm. back in my binge days. Right. Because I've had binge. I don't think, like, yes, I still have times where I overeat. There's no question. Yeah. But the time when food was a real idol for me. Yeah. And, you know, did I ever think, you know what? I want to binge because I'm so lonely and I'm so sad that I'm here on my own. And, you know, I've, I, the kids were so difficult for me to deal with during the day. I'm going to pull out my Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever think that at night? Yeah, I Jesus never. Said, man, you know, can't live on bread alone. Can't live on chips alone. Can't <laughs> exactly. live on poutine alone. I never you know, did that. I never did that at night. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was this is my time. Right. And, and it was linked with TV. Right. Turn on the TV. Yeah. You know, fill myself with right these foods. Yeah. And even to the point of where it doesn't even feel good. Right. Yeah. And then maybe have some more. Right. 
Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Have another. Have another. Have another bag. Have another. Yeah. Trying to fill a void. Yeah. That really only Jesus can fill. Absolutely. And that's, I think, one of the things that I really loved in this first week. Again, And this week was just teaching. Again, we didn't have to change anything about our diet. Mm. Or, sorry, not diet, what we eat. Well, a- he, uses, apart from he uses the term diet, just not using the term diet the way we typically think of it now. If you look, if you yes. think of diet now, it's going on a diet. We think of dying. <laughs> but it's also it's also like dieting means taking away all kinds of things and right. and yeah. and white knuckling it and willpower. Right. What he refers to in the word diet is your eating habits. It, exactly, and it and it's the human diet. That's right. Yeah. That he's trying to bring us to is the human diet. Right. According to what is actually functional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so when he's talking about you know kind of the new you know what we eat and how we consume it and. and and so this week, we didn't have to change anything of what we eat or remove anything or add anything, apart from all he has to add this week was six to eight glasses of water. Which is so hard. Which is so hard. I feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to the bathroom every 15 minutes all day long as I'm drinking this much water. I'm trying to swig some down right now. Exactly. Or, and breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. Inhale for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, exhale for five seconds, and do that twice a day, five times. Right. Do that five times. Five times twice, twice a day. day. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the only difference we had to make this week. But then he spent a lot of time educating and teaching, again, on how smart the food industry is. Mm. Because they know exactly how we feel. Because they do the research. And they do the marketing. And, and, and they use our emotion and use how we are, you know, designed to consume food against us for their profit. And I think, and I've known this stuff, like I've done a lot of reading on this topic over the last couple of years with my DDPY journey, but again, it's so eye-opening. And one of the things I loved the most in his talk, and it was in one of the videos I think we saw either yesterday or today, was that you never, ever, ever shame someone for where they've gotten with their relationship with food. Yeah. You never be mad at them. You shouldn't even be mad at yourself Mm -hmm. on where you got. If you're going to be mad at anything... Be mad at the food industry. Mm-hmm. That so that they could make profit. They they brought us to this point because you're not you, you trust it right when they say you're supposed to eat the you know a box of cereal <laughs> you know and our uh, and our processed food with processed sugars and all these things have no very very low nutrients in them that our bodies are desperately craving. And so our body is saying, you need more, you need more, you need more. Because of the sugar, for one, that's in it. The that sugar addiction that's there. in there. The sugar, yeah. all the high carbs and all these things. And so for me, that was very freeing. Just to hear those words is to never shame yourself. Mm-hmm. Has shame on, has shame been a part of it for you in terms of your eating journey? Of course it has. Over the years? Of course it has. Because what does I, that look like? Well, because I know better. Mm-hmm. We all know. Mm-hmm. McDonald's five times a week is bad. Or any fast food. I don't want to pick on one more than that, you know. But we all know I don't need to eat a large pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I know it. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no human reason for me to devour. And I did this just two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Right? I ate the whole thing. No, I saved two slices for the next day. <laughs> and I had it the next day. You know? But we... There's no reason to eat one person eating a large pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. I know this, but I do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And it brings us to, like, Paul. Yeah, exactly. The Doing thing, what you, you Yeah, know, the things I don't want to do, I, I do. do. And the things that I want to do, 
I don't, I don't do. do. I know I should have more fruits and vegetables, but I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I know I should eat less sugary food. Mm-hmm. Or that I shouldn't be eating as much sugary food, but I keep eating it anyways. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's this shame that kicks in. You know, and what, I mean, and one of the things that I actually do as a pastor, as a Christian leader, is I tend to rewatch my messages mm-hmm. that I preach on Sunday morning because I want to get better at this. I want to, I want to improve and I want to be a blessing to people and I want my words to really encourage people and to build people up. So I rewatch my message. And a lot of the times when I'm rewatching it, all I can see is how I look. Hmm. And when I've noticed I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, because I actually know what's going on in my emotional state. And my emotional state, even though nobody in the church would ever know what I'm struggling with emotionally, if you watch me week by week by week and watch my my weight increase, I know what's actually been going on. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel bad. Makes me feel know, shameful because I know you better. know you shouldn't. I know and you I know shouldn't. what you should do exactly, yeah. and I know what I should do, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. Yeah, because and that's the power of the emotion. That's the power of marketing. That's the mm-hmm. power of tradition. You always go out for someone's birthday to a big expansion. And we celebrate everybody's birthday in our house. Mm-hmm. We always go to a restaurant. We yeah. always spend $200 mm-hmm. for every birthday when we go out to eat as a family. It used to be cheaper when the kids were little. Now they eat more <laughs> than we do, right? And so, yeah. And there's a, and suddenly, well, how come we're not going out for, for my birthday? Don't you love me? How come we're not ordering all this food and all this junk for someone's birthday? Don't you love me? It's like a lot of shame mm. connected to it. And mm-hmm. to break that habit, it's hard. Yeah. So so I have struggled with it, definitely. And I mean, do you, there could be celebrations sure. and there could be going out, but there could be different ways of doing it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, for sure, shame um, gets involved. I mean, for me, I, I know you're, t- you're talking about, you see yourself on the, on the video. Right. And like, I, I get that mm-hmm. cause you know what you look like, you know, a month ago and you know what you look like two months ago. Right. But you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, um, you've always been like to look at, generally speaking, there's this Okay, you look pretty healthy, pretty thin guy. Right. Um, so I personally, like, I get what you're saying. Right. And now I am a pastor, a pastor's wife, a right. leader of leaders. Yep. And I carry around with me mm-hmm. a poster. Right. That's supposed to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. And yep. it is obvious and evident because I'm wearing the poster. Right. <laughs> now I like your poster. <laughs> you like the poster. I'm glad you like the poster. Thank you. But the poster says, mm-hmm. I'm out of control. Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I've for been sure. on this journey for years and years and years. Yeah. Where weight is a problem. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of emotional stuff that's tied up in it in, yep. in my childhood. Sure. There are so many ways that Jesus has freed me from it. That's right. where I say it once definitely was an idol. Yes. Now it might be a lowercase i, mm-hmm. which thanks thanks be to God. Right. Because I and there was shame. Yeah. In every area of my life. Right. And so I'm not sure now that shame has the same mm-hmm. grip on me because a number of years ago, and this was in a previous podcast as well, right. that God delivered me from shame. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, there may have been some shame that's crept back in since right. then. I try to keep my list short as yep. I sent, as I, as the Lord shows me that something's getting in there. Mm-hmm. I don't want the enemy to have it. I want to 
get rid of it. So right. confess, repent, um, renounce, whatever that might be in order to, for shame not to get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you and I can understand Absolutely. what shame looks like um, as far as even physical fitness or physical well-being right. is concerned. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, and they're just so intertwined, right? And that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel, I remember years and years ago, and I think I've talked about this before on a previous episode where one of my seminary professors talked again uh, about the state of Christian leaders, the state of pastors, and just the fact that most of us are overweight and most of us storm the buffet at <laughs> national convention. You know, and I've been to those conventions. I've seen the dessert table. The dessert table is like a piece of heaven. It's like amazing. And you just watch all of these Christian leaders run straight to that. And I'm leading the pack <laughs> on that to get to the dessert table to make sure I fill up my plate with desserts to make sure I get my share before mm-hmm. uh, they're all gone. Right. Right. And I remember this seminary professor saying that and, he's, and he told us, like, we're called to something better mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. You know, we are examples. We are, again, wanting to be men and women that can say, follow my example as I follow Jesus, mm-hmm. as I follow Christ. Right. You know, trusting in the power of God in, in our lives to free us from addiction, to free yep. us from idolatry, to free us from broken emotion. Mm-hmm. Broke, you know, whether we suffered from abuse or neglect or mental health struggles, all of these things that mm-hmm. we wrestle with, how do we respond where do we turn how are we filling ourselves how are we filling ourselves because there's always a way we're filling ourselves exactly and uh yeah what you mentioned freedom and it it reminds me of a story that was told in the um one of the videos right the wild fit video yeah exactly yeah. and it's and it's talking about you know this one person who says you know i don't think i want to do this because i really i really appreciate my freedom yeah, i don't want to be told what i can and can't eat right i want my freedom exactly which is a big value in our culture right i mean if we're in a Ooh. time of freedom this Ooh. is the time for freedom Ooh. a lot of argument about freedom these days but yes. what was interesting was his argument which makes a lot of sense it if if you're to go to the, I'm going to bring the buffet into it. Yes. If you're to go to the convention buffet, yeah. can you walk past those desserts and, and not eat it? And not eat it. Beca- not out of willpower, yeah. but because you're deciding, you I don't, don't eat it. it. I don't want it. Yeah. And so most people probably, before this kind of a journey, or if they mm-hmm. don't, if maybe they don't have a, you know, an addiction to food, I don't know, right. or that it's not, it doesn't have a grip. But, you know, how many people would say, no, yeah. I can't not eat it. Well, it's that, right there. That I've was the story of it. this guy in the video, exactly. right? He's like fighting for his freedom. I want the freedom to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and I don't want to be told. But he actually cannot not, not eat, eat it. it. He can't not eat the cake. Have you been there? Oh, my goodness. Of course I have. And I've been there. Of course I have. Right. So you're not free. No. You're actually a slave. You have to eat the food because it's there. You're a slave. And because there might be a rule that you have in your mind from your childhood that yeah. says, like yeah. you said, if it's a birthday, I have to eat the cake. That's right. <laughs> if I go to national convention, I, I have, to have to make partake a of the dessert. I have to eat buffet. every single cookie they put out in every break. And we have another one coming up in November, so I'm prepping myself It's your for responsibility, it. <laughs> the, the food taster. That's You've right. You've got to try each dessert, right? I, I've earned it all year waiting for that convention. Oh my so, gosh, and right. and I mean that's in Christian circles. Yeah. So well, we joke about it all the time. I joke about it in my sermons, mm-hmm. right? And part of our fellowship, right, is over the Baptist buffet, mm-hmm. and that's literally what I call it. Mm-hmm. 
Like we just eat and eat and eat and eat. And again, point, bringing it back to the scriptures and, and, and what the Apostle Paul teaches. He's basically, like when we celebrate communion and we use the passage from 1 Corinthians to mm-hmm. talk about communion, it's actually Paul berating the church. Mm-hmm. And he's saying you gather and you pig out and you have this massive feast and you rich people eat all the good food before the poor show up. Ouch. And out, and you don't share the abundance of your blessing. You just devour it yourselves. Mm-hmm. He goes, let it not be so with the church. And then he tells people about the sacrifice of Jesus, taking the bread and the and the cup to remind us of the body and the blood of Jesus that was broken and spilt for us. Mm-hmm. It's actually a berating of the Christians gouging themselves on food. Right. Now, Whew. but interestingly, <laughs> inter- yes, but you know? interestingly, you go backwards in the Old Testament and you look at all of these festivals and feasts sure. and it's good. But they were always accompanied with the care of the poor. Yes. Right. Have your harvest. Let the poor get stuff from your field. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone can partake. The alien who lives among you are welcome in this celebration. Mm-hmm. Your slaves are welcome yeah. in this celebration. It was never exclusive. Yeah. Right. But the point I'm trying to make is that the buffet is not bad. Right. It's the, not I, bad. The idolatry of it. The idolatry. Yeah. And the not being able to use your freedom right. to say no. That's right. Yeah. Because you're you're yeah. you're in bondage. Yeah, if you're in Christ and you're free and free indeed, it should be with food too. It should be with it should be with that food. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's just week one. What a journey! Holy smokes! <laughs> this is week one out of three months, right? So how many weeks is that? That's like thirteen weeks, I think it is. I don't know. My yeah. math is terrible. Yeah, it's about thirteen weeks mm-hmm. uh, for a full ninety days. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna release an episode every week. Kind of giving an update on how we're doing. And we're going to be real. And we're going to be real. We need to be honest about, like, that's accountability, right? And so when we mess up. We'll share. We'll share. Yep. When we do great, we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate and we'll share. And we'll have more food when we celebrate. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, next week it's fruit and vegetables, so we'll have more veggies. I got a lot of cucumbers to but eat. We're but we're not taking all kinds of other stuff out. Nope, it's, exactly. It's a slow, gradual process. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's about changing the relationship, not mm-hmm. about n- white-knuckling it. Exactly. And forcing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And again, and ultimately, it's about a healthy relationship with food, of putting our worship where our worship should be, putting our hearts and our emotions where they should be, yeah. in their proper place. Enjoy the blessings of God. Right. Enjoy the beautiful, abundant, natural food that he's given us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for our health and for our joy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and get rid of the rest. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah, so hopefully this a little bit behind the curtain into our lives uh, encourages you with whatever you're dealing with. Maybe for you, it's not necessarily food. Maybe for you, it might just be exercise. It might be other things that you're looking at and trying to figure out how God would have you grow in your Christian leadership by pursuing more physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. And so maybe there'll just be a little nugget each week for you as we go on this journey together. So maybe just to close, so what's your, we've talked a little bit about some of the things that we've kind of the big takeaway. So what has been your biggest struggle this week already with the um, Wild Fit uh, first week? My biggest struggle this week was actually um, feeling stupid 
Okay. And the reason I say <laughs> that... <laughs> we allowed to say stupid here? Yeah, I think okay. we are. Okay. I, I think it's not too bad. Nice. But the, feeling stupid because my biggest thing this week was, he said, if you have a craving for something, eat it. Eat it. If you have things that you don't normally eat because you've been white-knuckling it, eat it. Mm-hmm. If there's regular ways that you've been, you know, regular patterns and what, how you've been eating, do it. Right. Don't stop anything for week one. Right. And so that felt like tremendous permission. <laughs> yes. And yeah. well, the coach said, yep. so I'm going to do it. Right. But guess what? I've already had a journey, a journey, many journeys with food. Right. And I know what eating three slices of pizza does to me. Yeah, you know how sick it's going to make me. I know how sick it makes me. I know, I knew what was going to happen, but yet because of that permission, and because I really do, I love to eat pizza, Yes. I ate three slices because this is the week. This is the week where it's like what, not just allowed, but encouraged. (laughs) But why? Because the only thing we were asked to do was pay attention to the inner dialogue that's happening. Right. So, yeah, I got to pay attention to the dialogue, but I also got to pay attention to the acid reflux and <laughs> right. yep. all the other stuff that it was. So so I did. I felt felt a little stupid. Like, mm-hmm. why would I do the thing that I know is not good for me? Right. Just yeah. because some guy I don't know gave me permission. Right. Again, powerful. Mm-hmm. Powerful how that works. And right? I'm actually looking forward to... Oh, Take, you know, like it's him almost telling like me what I can't him do. telling me to stop this or stop that. It's like, but he's honestly saying, yeah. you're going to want to stop these things. Don't do it yet. Right. Because it's a part of the process. So yeah. I'm finding that a little, mm-hmm. little difficult. I want to stop with the things that I, that are not good for me. Right. But I also understand that I've got to follow the process. Okay. How about you? What's been... I think the biggest challenge for me, again, in that, go back and just eat whatever you want. If you have the craving, just evaluate the emotions, what's bringing it on. You know, take that thought captive, basically, is what the exercise feels like it's trying to do. Um, But a lot of that stuff I have moved away from over this past year. Um, And I think the struggle with me has been, okay, yes, sure, I'm craving this, but I I don't want it. Not because I know I shouldn't eat it. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> like I don't want to pay for it. Like this is like okay, it's all fine for this guy to tell me to order pizza and go for pad thai and go to the burger joint and pick up a French fry and all that. But the economy's tough right now, and it's like you know, it's like and food has gone up significantly oh, in has. price. Like yeah. normally, when we went and go out for pizza, like normally a large pepperoni pizza used to be eleven dollars. Right, and then you get your medium vegetarian plus bacon. You know, you put those things together. We'd spend about twenty-five bucks plus tip for those two pizzas. Now it was over fifty dollars. Wow! And so, so for me, I'm finding it's not just a battle with the food. Now it's a battle with the money that goes into this. And keep keep in mind, eating healthy is more expensive. It's gonna be more expensive. Well, but we're not eating out. That's what but we're not eating out. Right? Suddenly you're years. not eating out. We're not dropping two hundred dollars for one family to eat at mm-hmm. a restaurant, and and so just it's so it's just bringing up not just the food thing. It's also bringing up the other finances. 
the other things that can wear me down emotionally, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh my goodness, well he's saying to eat it because I've got the emotions, but the worrying about <laughs> the budget is going. I don't care what he says, you ain't eating it because the budget won't let you. Mm-hmm. So right. there's a little bit of a tension there, but again, it's so fascinating how they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. And those two have been intertwined for you from the beginning, and like you, like you said, you used to be. Um, Buy yourself something. Buy myself If it's a good day or a bad day. Exactly. Eat something, junk food, if it's a good day or a bad day. So right. those two things were vices. Exactly. They're mm-hmm. my small eye idols. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Today. So, yeah. So it's fascinating watching them play out together now. Right. In this mm-hmm. first Egg week. Egg Exactly. Hitting me on either <laughs> side. I don't have an angel and a devil on each shoulder. i got a devil and a devil. <laughs> and the angel's kind of behind me going, hello, I'm over here. <laughs> So yeah, so that like I said, this is uh like I said, you know, we're not promoting this, we're not spokespeople for this, we're just sharing our journey of this wild fit. And again, the goal for us is been to see this really help Danielle turn around uh this diagnosis of type two diabetes to see her body healed and we're gonna be praying as mm-hmm. well <laughs> for this healing as well in this process. I want God to and do his part, but I wanna do my part too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so again we hope this encourages you on your journey of wellness. And please if there's any, you know, additional information, questions, comments, please reach out to us on our websites. The link to them are in the description here of our um uh, of this episode. And any final thoughts that you want to share, Danielle? Final thoughts. Hmm. What are we going to have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I would, yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm I've not been hungry. eating too much. I've been drinking too much water today. <laughs> exactly. I'm not hungry. i got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> cool. So we will be back here on the Revitalized Podcast with Kevin and Danielle Presso next week for uh, week two of our journey here. And we look forward to seeing you back here then. So God bless you, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the Revitalized Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.